This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what you're watching? You're watching Geekscape. How's everybody doing? This is episode 18 of Geekscape. I'm joined with my good buddy, and I'm gonna mi- mispronounce your name if uh, you leave it up to I me. I told you what it rhymes with. So. Hey, Ralph Apple. That's good enough. Well, what is it? Apple. Apple. Wait, what did you say it rhymed with? Awful? Does that really rhyme with awful? Yeah. Awful? Awful? Yeah. Put it in song. I'm not going to put it in song. Okay. I'm not a singer. Um, so, Ralph is the uh, host. Co-host. No, you, you're the main show. All right. Uh, I was once a co-host, but... Uh, talk about it. Lost um, Podcast. Yeah, we do a Lost Podcast called... Uh, the Darmalars, which is an odd name, but it's uh, essentially a prop that me and my partner noticed in one of the episodes. It was a box of cookies, and we assumed it was there were Malamar versions of uh, this Dharma initiative, right. food drop thing. So, for those of you not watching Lost, they're on this island, and there's a corporation that does food drops onto the island yeah. to give the experiment. We don't quite know what's going on on the island. At least I don't, because I've only seen through, through season two. Uh, they do these food drops, and in them there's cookies, crackers. Yeah. And before we had a name food, of, for medicine. the podcast, we had mentioned these cookies a couple times, and then just decided to stick with it because we our podcast tends to notice like the, the stupid stuff that no one else would like even care about. So that's how we are in this show. Yeah, I mean that that is the difference right now between yeah. being a uh, connoisseur of film and being a geek and being a freak. You know what I mean? Like geeks mm-hmm. take it to that next level yeah. of just obsession. Yeah. You can argue that we live life to its fullest. You know? Every nook and cranny we want to get in there. Yeah. Um, so before we uh, begin, let's talk about our sponsor, NetRiver.net. Um, really funny. They do have this contest going on. I've seen some more commercials. The funniest thing about it is that the guys were supposed to be in L.A. Uh, they are on a, they're on a road trip from Phoenix to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abby and Josh, they're at NetRiver. And I don't know what happened, dudes. And I know you're listening, but they called me at 1.30 in the morning last night. And we're like, hey, man, I don't think we're going to be able to meet up for dinner. <laughs> 1.30 in the morning, you guys were like, hey, I don't know if we're going to be able to meet up. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, but luckily, they're on a road trip. I called them today to make sure that they hadn't fallen asleep on the road and veered off and crashed. Uh, they're doing good. And if we have any technical problems, they're going to be right back up there to fix it. So... Uh, it's netriver.net. They're running this contest. Have you heard about this contest? Yes, I have. It's for people to make their own ads, 
And if there's questions about what kind of advertising you can make, you can do animation, you can do sock puppets, you can do whatever you want. Put it on YouTube, show it to me, and the best one gets put up on the show. You know, they're all regularly <clears throat> put up on the show, but here's, here's the big thing. You get a year's free uh, shared hosting, which, you know, it's pretty damn valuable yeah. considering how much uh, bandwidth we use up. So if you want a year's worth of free shared hosting or you just want to do your own thing and make a commercial, this is your perfect chance. The only things you got to do is include, of course, netriver.net, the fact that they're fun and knowledgeable staff. They'll help you out. Uh, best prices on dedicated servers and VPS. Rock bottom prices on any shared uh, hosting. And, of course, you get $1.95 domain names with shared hosting. I recently signed up for a domain name. I think it cost $7, $8. Granted, I didn't have hosting, but I was hooked up. Also, you put in the promotional code Gilmore, you get 10% off any hosting plan. So, you know. How much bandwidth do you guys go through? Uh, you guys are an MP3 show, right? I, yes, we are. Well, yeah. we. Uh, it's an audio podcast. How do you host your shows? Um, through a different... What is uh, that? Through a different uh, no, that's cool. Web hoster. They, they're not um, going to get mad. They won't pull okay. it. Okay. Um, we use SwitchPod. Uh huh. Um, I don't. And they're for podcasting, right? Yes. And so, yes. like MP3 only, you got mm. you can you can go up there and get away with it because yeah. it's only it's a smaller file. Yeah. We're a juggernaut. Yeah. We would not uh, keep you from seeing our faces. That'd be rude. <laughs> um. So we didn't go see a movie this week. Uh, because we premiered the magazine section There's two movie reviews up there right now At geekscape.net uh, A review of Year of the Dog Which I went to see And uh, we had a pretty kick-ass member Of, the, of, of geekscape.net, Blogzaro He reviewed the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie mm-hmm. uh, Both those reviews are on the front page Of geekscape.net You can go check them out and, I read them both, uh, read they're them. very good oh. They're good reviews Well thank you, because I wrote one of them uh, Year of the Dog was a touching film um, Big dog person, as you guys know do you, have you seen anything recently? Um, the most recent movie I saw was um, what came out last week. Grindhouse. Grindhouse. Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed Grindhouse. I agreed a lot with what you said last week. Oh, but um, sure. Uh, Quentin Tarantino being a bit wordy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean, I guess as far as a Grindhouse experience goes, um, that's kind of the luck of the draw you would get if you were to go to a theater. You know, you don't always get a movie that you're going to be. Excited about you're not gonna you can't please everybody all the time. Sure, and but I mean I enjoyed the movie as a standalone movie, but if I like halfway through Planet Terror, I'm thinking this is really great, but I know I'm gonna have to sit through a Quentin Tarantino movie after this. It's gonna wear you out. Yeah, and then with with the with his movie Death Proof starting off so wordy, it almost like. Um, Heightened all my fears that I was expecting coming through the, through the whole thing. So you were done even quicker. Uh, I wasn't because I decided I knew going into it. You know what? This is, I'm going to have to deal with this. It's a long haul. But uh, you're in for it. But yeah, you I got was, your soda. You got your thin um, mints. What do you get? Uh, raisinets. Raisinets is your your thing. Raisinets cherry coke. Oh, that's nice. Mine is a Mr. Pib, a large Pepsi. Uh, mine's a Mr. Pib <laughs> or a large Pepsi, uh, popcorn. And uh, I do popcorn big time mm-hmm. uh, Sometimes a hot dog And if I gotta go with candy It's either an M&M if I'm feeling chocolate Or a Sour Patch Kid And this is your turn to go on to Geekscape.net's forums And talk about what your special combo is At the movies I don't think we've talked about that yet Start up a thread And I think that'd be cool to find out what you guys are eating When mm-hmm. you're sitting in the seats um, 
Speaking of movies that are hit and miss, we have Gauntlet films, which we talk about. <laughs> These are movies that are so crappy, so god awful that, like you said, the luck of the draw. For yeah. every for every Black Belt Jones that came out of the seventies, you get something like this. Ralph was one of the nicest people in telling me all about for your height only. Uh, what is this bullshit? Um, it's a horrible movie that came from uh, the Philippines. And it stars a six foot, or six foot, I mean, way off. Um, yeah, negative six foot. It's, uh, it stars an actor by the name of Wang Wang. And he's three foot six. And he's essentially... Now, a, not the director, Wang Wang. No. Yeah. No. Uh, the, 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 the midget one-time uh, pool boy, Wang Wang, who's now an actor. Um, and uh, he's a James Bond type character. Uh, he, on the box it the says he's... But is, how tall is he? He's three, he's three foot six. Oh, wow. When you see, there's a shot in this movie, which, by the way, this is like the worst depiction of the movie because there's nothing, there's no actors on the is front the of this. Is the movie fun? The movie is, it's the first 30 minutes are the greatest 30 <laughs> minutes in movies that you'll ever see. It definitely hits a snag. There's like a 40 minute lull in there, and then you get another like good solid 20 minutes with the three foot six small person with the jetpack. <laughs> Um, you mean what the fuckness? <laughs> yeah, but this guy is so short. When he's standing, he's got his back. He's got a gun. He's got his back up against a, a VW Bug, and his head comes up to the handle of the door. That's really just how funny. short he is. That is really funny. And you can tell he's doing his own stunts, and you can tell. It's, <laughs> Where are they going to find the stunt? I know exactly. But a lot of times, it looks like that the producers or someone is just off screen. Tossing this dude at people You gotta see this movie You gotta see no, this there's movie There's something funny about the Philippines For you uh, eBay guys uh, For Your Head Only is actually available on DVD As a split DVD with another uh, crap film uh, And I want to purchase it and, and will in the future There's another movie that we found in college Called The One-Armed Executioner It's another <laughs> Philippine movie Dude, Philippine cinema from like the 70s, early 80s Is the <laughs> shit <laughs> and uh, this one, One Art Executioner, is about this dude. And it starts out with a midget in a phone booth as an informant. And he's like, Boss, you gotta hear me. And, and they do not like midgets in the Philippines or something. They just, mm-hmm. they just love watching him in film. And so they take this. Uh, so while he's, on the, while he's on the phone informing the police chief on this drug operation or, or a crime cartel or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, one of the bad guys catches up to him, closes him in the phone booth. Like the kind Superman would change it. Oh, yeah. Rips it up off the ground and throws it in a river. It drowns the guy. <laughs> you know? And that's how the movie starts. And then you got the main character. And, of course, he's on the trail. So to teach him a lesson, they break into his house, kill his wife in front of him, and lop off his arm. Right? So for the rest of the movie, you see this Philippine son of a bitch who thinks he's Charles Bronson with his, with his, his arm Obviously in his shirt Okay <laughs> You see his elbow Poking out on all this uh, <laughs> Taking out dudes in afros And other Philippine guys And those few Americans Who are over there And only to act in films There are a lot of them, There are a lot of white dudes In these Philippine movies As criminals uh-huh. Have you noticed? Uh, not in this one Not in this one This was a little ghetto Yeah This is uh, oh, I, I, can't even, I can't even describe it um, I know there's a fan trailer On YouTube If you look up For your height only they did one with like James Bond music and used like a lot of the sound effects from like That's a cool. James Bond trailer, and it's really cool. So let's talk Lost. Okay. Because we get people every now and then saying, "Why don't you cover more television?" I don't watch a whole lot of television. Um, mm-hmm. But, dude, that's what you know. You know Lost. I've only watched through season two. I heard season three takes a dip in quality. 
Is that true? Um, I would say I would say that in season two, there was kind of things that happened that maybe went a little strange. And at the beginning of season three, they were kind of in a hole. And they did. Uh, two you think season two ended on a sucky note? It was kind of a bizarre. It was kind of bizarre that they introduced like the bad guys, the, the bad guys, and not just the bad guys, bad but guys. the whole like the whole thing was the mystery of the island. Season two, all of a sudden, you know, they find this bunker and it's got like computers in it and stuff, and it seemed kind of soon to get into that kind of a storyline. You wanted to see like uh, Swiss Family Robinson forever, or what? No, no, no. What but you, it, it was it was more mysterious than right. sci-fi. It seemed more... Yeah, at first you thought there was a monster yeah, on the island. Yeah, which they're, they're getting into more. Oh, spoiler alert. Um, but anyway, um, I think that um, because of this whole storyline with this um, Dharma initiative and stuff, that when they came back for season three, it felt like they really felt like they wanted to get away from it. And go back to like And so they had to like do something like really to tie up that kind of storyline and get it back on track. And it took a little while. To get to that point, but I think now it's really hitting an awesome stride. Like it's 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 really solid. The past I think five or six weeks have been really awesome episodes. Now, when's the season over? Um, sometime in late May. Okay, okay, but it's good. You, you season oh, yeah. down. Oh yeah. There's and I think the way that you watch it, because you say you watch it on I DVDs, watch it on DVD. Um, it's like the trade watching, when, when I was watching season two each week, having to wait, and then you have some breaks in there, um, it's tougher to get through the story and like kind of keep focus on the you story. You forget that stuff happens. Yeah. You know so, I mean? Like Heroes, I'm watching Heroes that way. I'm watching Heroes mm-hmm. weekly. And um, next week they have the, the new episode on the 23rd. 23rd, I believe so. And... Uh, yeah, you watch it, and you're going to have to force yourself to remember what the hell was going on yeah. five weeks earlier, two months earlier, yeah. when the last original episode came out. Yeah, and then, but the way you're watching it, I think when you get um, season three on DVD, you're going to enjoy it. Cool. You're going to cool. enjoy it a lot. I think um, they just had to uh, tie some loose ends and kind of get it back on track. This season took a little while. Yo, do you have psycho listeners, too? Um... <laughs> Not really. The thing I think uh, it's funny because we mentioned our show. Um, we have a call-in segment. Okay. And people and, it's a lot, and people know when you're recording, so they know to call in. No, or, it's not or, live. Uh, how we, the hell do they call in? There's just there's a web page. I, I mean, anyone okay. can use it. It's not. It's it's a toll free okay. service. K7.net, and it's a, essentially an answering service. It's like a 206 area code. Okay. And it's stationed in uh, Seattle, and all you do is you type in your email address. Okay. And a Ford number code. And you hit enter. And what it'll do is give you a phone number. And you call that phone number, put in that four-digit code, and say, hey, this is, you know, this is Jonathan. Okay. Uh, leave a message. When people call that phone number that they gave you, uh, the, the WAV file goes directly to your email. Okay, wait. So l- we have let me set this up. In. So, because so, that's actually really interesting. I'd love to hear these little bastards in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I set up this thing on this website. And it's like a Geekscape account. Mm-hmm. And then they call up the number for the Geekscape account, and they leave a message. It's a WAV file. I import it right into Final Cut when I'm editing yeah. the episode, and I can see, like, let's set that up. All right, I'll show you how. It's easy. It takes about two minutes. Because anybody can be a man behind a keyboard. Yeah. But when you little bastards have to start telling me, and you're, you know, with, with your own voices, like, I'm going to hear their voices crack when the manhood yeah. leaves them. You yeah. know, your show sucks. That's pretty easy to do. 
but really easy to do. Let's say it talking to a phone, and then oh, let's say it in person. Yeah. When uh, I find you on the convention circuit. But you're um, asking if we get crazy people. I just think it's cool. Yeah, Actually, in all honesty, I think it would be really cool to have that call-in feature. Somewhere along the line, we had mentioned that we like drunk calls. Mm-hmm. We get about two every week. We get about anywhere from ten to fifteen calls a week, and usually I've like got two or three call. drunk calls. Um, so it's. I mean, they're great. The listeners what's are great. What's the weirdest one? They're like, hey, Ralph. Um, man, none of them really stand out. The best are the. <laughs> is anything you know, as weird as Club Bang? Yeah, <laughs> the Club I'm Bang a, story that know. Gilmore said a couple of weeks ago. Um, nothing that weird. No. Okay. No. Uh, it's it, it, but it, it is funny because Lost is kind of complex. You know, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of ways to think about it, and so a lot of people will call in drunk. And trying to spout off theories That's the most, <laughs> Which is the most be cool. fun Because you don't that I mean cool. uh, it's, it's like when you're drunk And you try to compose dude, I'm yourself I'm down for setting up this phone number We'll do it we'll I, I right want to set after. this phone number So that people can uh, Call up and give the theories On Gilmore uh, and, and, and what VJ does When he's not taping the episode uh, <laughs> And uh, now, now, now speaking of theories I have my own friend uh, Tommy, Tommy Fad in Austin, Texas And we were talking about Lost He's a big Lost guy Have you heard the theory That it's the Wizard of Oz? Um, yes You've heard the Wizard of Oz series Because he started telling me about this theory Wizard of Oz And uh, it made sense Where um, Hurley is the Cowardly Lion You've got the Scarecrow in um, What's his name? Uh, mm-hmm. Southern Dude uh, Sawyer Sawyer You've got Dorothy And then you've got Jack as the Tin Man mm-hmm. And then um, I guess uh, something with the wizard's name Or Dorothy's dad's name was Something that Henry is Henry Gale Henry Gale Who is who The, the, the guy that they found In, in the, season uh, two Yeah uh, And there's all this Tie over What's your take on the uh, Wizard of Oz series um, It's pretty interesting Right Theory. now And yeah. I mean I, I I can see the parallels I don't know If they're actually um, um, Dude it's that's so blatantly, like When, when he tells is, me like that It's so blatantly obvious to me That yeah. that's definitely there I wish I could talk about Season three stuff because they keep talking about somebody, and I think no, you go if, ahead and be as vague season, as possible. At the end of season two, um, uh, the guy who was Henry Gale, yeah, um, who's another, was yeah. kept talking about him, him, um, the wizard. Exactly. I think the the way they're they're talking about this him, and I don't know if I, I'll sure, I'll sure, say whatever. the name. I can say the name. Yeah, but it, okay. it's not a big deal. They keep calling him Jacob. Okay, this guy Jacob, who what apparently is, what was is great this leader. Jacob? He is apparently the the head guy of these other people. Okay, and how does it work into Wizard of Oz? Um, the way I see it right now, because we haven't really seen him, he's more of okay. He seems like he's the the guy who looks over everything on the island. That did you see? Wicked? I have. Did I you have, see Wicked? Did you take no, your wife to see Wicked? Wicked kicks no. ass. Um, just had to say that. Um, now, how are they going to work in the Munchkins? Um, well, the others always look for children. Yeah. So, oh, Wang Wang maybe yeah. make an appearance. I would say so. Can I say something though? Yeah. I mean, I don't, never mind. I'm sucks. not going to do it. It's going to no, no, spoil no, it. No, you, it's going to spoil. Oh, you want to see something about Lost? Yeah, it's not worry about. Oh, don't tell me nothing about Lost. Um, let's talk some movie news. Are you down? I'm down. I'm down. down for movie news. Have yeah. you heard uh, this um, bullshit about Michael Bay, uh, Michael Bay directing? I Prince read of that Persia, The Sands of Time. This is this is news that whenever I need news for the show, I just pull it off. Well, what's your thoughts on Michael Bay? First of all, you know what. A lot of people think he's the biggest evil in mm-hmm. in, in filmmaking, and uh, whatever the dude knows how to make popcorn movies. I'm yeah. going to see his movies. Uh, you know, I sat through uh, Pearl Harbor. I'll continue to sit through his movies. Is that his? Is that his free? Walk away. No. Um, 
Pearl Harbor was just horribly long. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just like had no direction. Um, you may argue that Armageddon was like that. I actually think Armageddon. I enjoy ass. Armageddon. Yeah. If Criterion backs Armageddon, right? I'm fine with it. <laughs> but, but but now he's doing Transformers. Oh, wow. We'll see how he does Transformers. Uh, the trailers look awesome. Yeah, and, um, and the photos look awesome. It's gonna. I don't, I don't know. even know. I don't even know whether or not to talk about this, but I was. Uh, I was at work and I saw in the there's all sorts of different businesses in the building that we were in and mm-hmm. I looked in the door of one of the editing bays and somebody was cutting the Transformers video game trailer a commercial for the Transformers video mm-hmm. game looked pretty damn good you know uh, it looked like a sweet game a lot of the footage was from were the any of the voices in there yet no no mm-hmm. it was just cutting footage but um, but yeah so he's supposedly doing Prince of Persia Sands of Time first in the trilogy maybe. I don't know. For well, he's talking release about Transformers in summer 2009. Um, we'll see about that, Mr. Bay. But but you know what? I Prince like of Persia guy. isn't something that I'm totally... Uh, I haven't really played the games. I it's may good. have played the first one. It's really good. Alright. Um, but I'm not totally... You know, it, it mm. won't break my heart if the movie ends up sucking. Mm-hmm. You know? But at least they're starting to put some high-profile directors against these... You know, they're, they're taking the comic book model... And mm-hmm. putting higher profile directors into the yeah. in, into the the uh, video game movies. So who would you know? play the Prince of Persia? VJ. <laughs> I can see that. Hey VJ, how's your uh, your wall running? Oh, what? Wall running. Oh, it's all right. It's, it's, it's all good. right. <laughs> it's good. Uh, now, how about uh, working your way through spikes? Uh, it's easy. All right. So, <laughs> so, so, so sword fighting. Um, no. VJ wants sword us to move fighting. it along. You know sword fighting. Um, Prince, of Persia sword is, <laughs> Prince of Persia's sword is curved. It's be like this. Yeah. Oh, sword fighting. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, he just like move along. He just hits pause. Um, so on top of that, Indiana Jones four. It seems like every other show we're mentioning Indiana Jones four now. Shia LaBeouf is in. Is in. Uh, which has been a rumor. A is he going to be a short? I first round? read that rumor on Anticool News back in mm-hmm. February. And uh, is he going to be short? Is round? he going to be a short? Is he going to be a short round type or character indie or, or young indie? Um, Are they going to try to make a young indie so Lucas could go on and make young indie movies? Dude, I'm not that stoked for this movie I don't at care all. Either. I don't care either. How crazy is that? That we live in a world that we don't care about an Indiana Jones possible, like like a possible yeah. Indiana Jones movie. And the thing is, well, has America? Thing- has, do you think America's died? <sighs> Maybe the spirit. You think Maybe. that's what this is? I have no idea. But a few years ago, I heard that uh, Spielberg was saying, you know... Spielberg? No C- Are you yeah, making Spielberg. him more Jewish? Yeah. <laughs> He's more Jewish now? He was, Spielberg? He was, he was trying to make... A, he wanted <laughs> to make the movie without CG. Did I say burger? I didn't... I don't know. Spielberg. I'm sorry. Spielbergen Rosenberger? Uh, wait. He wanted to make the movie without CG? Or yeah, with CG? Yeah, without CG. Or minimal CG. There's got to be CG in there, but... Dude, bring back... The uh, those matte paintings. The matte paintings with the jeep driving. How, how gorgeous were those matte paintings? Yeah. Um, those were so magic to me. And then uh, it's you that can, old serial style. They I gotta stick stuff. with it. Um, Do the stop motion faces. So we got Indiana Jones four. We're gonna see it. Yeah, we're gonna see it. Because um, we saw episode one, two, and three. Oh, dude, dude. I know. I know I'm sorry, but I'm just saying we're gonna see it. There's no denying it that we're gonna see it. Whoa. So big geek news, I'm going to drop this one right in the middle of movies, is the death of Kurt Vonnegut. Um, wow. 
I didn't. I mean, the dude was old. I didn't see it coming. Have you ever read a Kurt Vonnegut novel? I haven't. My wife has, and she was very, very upset. Were you and still is this? very upset. What? Yes. She doesn't read. You don't no, read. you were upset about him dying. Yeah. I told her right before we went to bed, Uh huh. and it pissed her off. Do, do you mind coming and talking about Kurt Vonnegut books? Do, do you care? I'd rather. No, She'd rather she not. Want to. Yeah. She's scared. Let, let me tell you <laughs> about my first experience with Kurt Vonnegut. I had torn my knee up playing basketball and had surgery. And the, so and you I, used to be a jock. I still am. No, yeah, I used to be a jock. <laughs> okay. And so uh, I was still, I was always a geek. Oh, okay. I worked at a comic book store in this period. Uh, actually, I was in college by this point. But um, I started dating this girl who okay. was really well read. And um, while I was recuperating, mm-hmm. she brought me Galapagos, which is like one of his books. Um, and it was awesome. This dude's writing, mm-hmm. he would go off, it was almost like, a really well designed ADD, because <laughs> okay. you know, you, you know what I'm saying. How he would go off on details of these characters that were so intricate and so completely removed from what you think the plot to be, mm-hmm. but in a couple pages and a couple chapters, these details about who they are, or these experiences that they've gone through, would come back to just give you this enormous picture of the world in in this perspective about the story that was mm-hmm. just profound. Yeah. The guy had the guy found so much, so many profound things by piecing together the mo- most minute things in these characters' lives. I mean, it was amazing writing, mm-hmm. you know, because it wasn't just generic writing. It was so mm-hmm. amazingly intricate uh, and accessible, you know. Because when you think like a, a really intricate story and a really intricate, you're like, "Fuck, man, I don't want to read that shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take forever." Uh, but he would do it in such a layman's. Mm-hmm. Termed way in such an accessible way that it was, uh, it's like reading a damn Crichton book, you know, which are pretty accessible. Do you read any of that stuff? Any, any? Did you read Gilmore? No. I'm kind of in the same boat. Actually, I read Cat's Cradle. Cat's Cradle. He read Cat's that Cradle. That was your first Vonnegut book. Only, but just because comics and stuff, I, just I may not have ever read the book had she not given me a hand job. I was laid up. I was like, you busted me. My, my, I had a busted up knee, and not only that, it was in this machine. Uh, you know, when you, when you have surgery, you have to have your knee move back and forth. Uh, so you're in a machine all night. Mm-hmm. That while you're sleeping, it continues to move your knee, uh, so that it, swelling, all this stuff, it'll drain. Um, and I remember being in that fucking machine, and she still like, <laughs> she's moving your other. I was areas. like, this isn't what. Incredible Thanks Gills Thanks Gilmore <laughs> uh, and, and then she was like Hey uh, And I brought you some stuff I brought you We watched Casino uh, And she brought me um, A book What happened? What, ha- well, what happened to her <laughs> Is actually pretty funny um, Gilmore asked what happened uh, we, we were dating for two months And then um, It was a summer thing uh, I was going to go back to school in a different, You know Back in Philly She was in Austin And I remember her leaving for the weekend. My newfound freedom was great. Uh, my knee was all healed up. I was back on the scene. And when she came back, she had this gorgeous curly hair, and she had straightened it. And it looked like Planet of the Apes, dude. And when she straightened the hair, I swear. <laughs> dude, it, 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 when I went to pick her up at the airport, I did not recognize her, dude. She was standing as close to me as the camera is. And I'm at the airport going, 
waiting for her. <laughs> and she goes, Jonathan. And I'm like, okay, I can hear her. And she's like, Jonathan. And I go, and she's standing there, and her hair, which was curly and full, was like this. And she looked like freaking Dr. Zayas. Wow. Zayas I mean, dude, she was hot. She was hot, and she had the pieces. But the hair freaked me the hell out. <laughs> and so she was like, what happened? You know, she's, she's like, so, you notice anything different? I'm like, eh. And she's like, you don't like my hair. Notice anything different? Yeah, I didn't I'm recognize like, you. I'm like, so. I'm like, well, you know, wow. I, liked, I liked your curly hair and this and that. And she just kind of went out, you know, you know. And so that was the beginning of things to come. And uh, ultimately, uh, we, we broke up and she started leaving me notes at work. And I, I was folding towels in the YMCA. The YMCA was like, oh, you tore your knee up? We'll give you a job. And I was folding towels. Uh, I was a towel boy at the YMCA that summer. And, she, and I would have customer, like, members come in and, like, give me notes that she passed them in the, in the uh, parking lot. And I, I, they were, like, stalkery, wow. dude. I finally called her and was like, dude, cut this shit out. You know, she's like, you don't like the notes. Is she, was she crying on the phone she's saying, like, the hair's curly she goes, again, she the goes, hair's curly. Yeah, she's like, you didn't like the notes? I was like, no, no keep them coming. Oh, wow. like, you know, I need more evidence for a restraining order. <laughs> and she, she was like, hey, hey, and I was like, oh my God, Jonathan, you got to end it. Just, so curve on again, yeah. huh? I was like, this chick, this chick's, <laughs> for, this chick's it's, it's insane. I was like, dude, she will continue <laughs> to stalk you and, uh, and bring you shit at work. Like, you got to stop this. So uh, to make a, uh, a long story short, a long story, a little yeah. less long, uh, she said... Um, I said, listen, we, you know, we, we can't go out together anymore. We're too different. Um, we, we don't have that many things in common. Uh, this and that. And she goes, I don't get it. And I was like, how clear can you be? I said, listen, it's like Harry and the Hendersons, okay? The Hendersons are this family. They go up in the mountains <laughs> near Seattle. They end up hitting this thing, bringing it home with them. It lives with them. But that's Harry. He's a Sasquatch. He belongs to the mountains. The Hendersons belong in the city, okay? So after a while... <laughs> He's out of his element, starts freaking out whenever he sees okay. a dead animal, starts eating, like, like doing all this weird shit. People start hunting him. It's not working out. Wow. So now you're back in the woods and everything's fine. And she, there's like a pause and I was like, that had to have registered with her. And I hear this. <laughs> Why am I the Sasquatch? She hangs up the phone and I see headlights move out of my driveway. Oh, she wow. She was calling from the driveway, dude. The next Yikes. day at work, I get a note. And I open it. The woods are vast and lonely without you. Psycho. That's how it. That's how it ended. Wow. The, that's how it ended. The girl who brought me Casino and my first Carvonica book and gave me a hand job, even though I was totally crippled out. That's why it ended. Moving on. Let's talk comics. <laughs> Back to comics. All right, so nice segue. My my my, my boy uh, my boy Ralph um, awful. My my boy Ra- awesome. uh, Ralph awful over here has not been in a comic store for the last twelve years. You admitted this to me. I admitted it to you, knowing that it would infuriate me. He still climbed into the lion's den and said. But you know what? You know what's funny is um, uh, you know, all this stuff with this book. That we're going to talk about yeah. has been getting me fired up on comic books, and then uh, now what happens when you get fired up? Um, Do you have any signatures? I talk moves? about it nonstop. <laughs> when my you get fired runs, up, my mouth runs. Yeah. She's sick, probably sick of hearing. Dunk me about a basketball. It. Um, but it's it it's I get so excited about it and talk about it nonstop that when oh, I hear some, a podcast that's some bullshit. When, no. No, when I hear a podcast <laughs> talk about what I've been, it's been on my mind for the past yeah. couple months. I send a letter on MySpace to the person who 
Mention host it. the podcast and say, I need oh, to be yeah, on your show. Oh, yeah, that's what happened, isn't yeah. it? You wanted to be on the show so we could talk about Madman. Yeah. Because you're pu- He's hard. Right now. <laughs> and he's looking. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm not going to reach down and pull it. Uh, unless you're in a leg brace. Um, so, yeah, you, you asked to be on the show to talk about Madman. You were pumped. You actually found out about the show, though, through your wife. Through my wife. Um, the other show. Geek Drome. I list, uh, she listened to Geek Drome. She was uh, trying these to remember. Guys, the, she was like, these dudes are hot. I want to go snow skiing with them. She was trying to explain to me which episode it was to, uh, that she first noticed that I would like. You guys have talked about like Green Lantern, Transformers, and probably Naked Chicks or something. Oh, probably sure. Robo Titties. Robo Titties. Yeah. Three of my favorite things. But okay. uh, anyway. Um, that's, a, that's a good list. She, uh, so she turned me on to the show, and I started watching it. How did you find out about the show? I think I might have just done a search on iTunes. You just did a search, hot guys. <laughs> well, she married hot me, so <laughs> she married me, so she now, wanted now, to know more about geeks, so she put in the word geek. And now, now you had a uh, job for a short time at the happiest place on earth, Disneyland. <laughs> yes. Not we'll so say short. short. Yeah. We'll say short. But but no. were you a mascot or something? Did you dress up as no, one of the characters? No. I was. Because uh, that would have been pretty hot if that's how you guys met. Doing the next best thing. Wait, what are you doing? I was sweeping the trash with the dustpan. Bulls. For real? For reals. But I got to tell you one thing. Of all the places you can work at that place, that's the one to work for. Because you, get, like, you get the real guys. You get the real guys. Like blue collar, white collar. And the people who are running the rides and are dressed up as characters, yeah. fake. Totally fake people. Fake smiles, happy go lucky. Oh, no well, one wants they to They all want to be actors, right? They want to be happy. Right. We're sweeping. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, this is one of those things. So pro- now here's, this here's is the profound. Here's the difference. Here's we're the we're having an existential conversation. You have, you have people going to Disneyland. This is a whole sociological study. You have people going to Disneyland. Through Disneyland. Okay, tell me about Families this. are going to Disneyland. They want to have a happy time. They're forking out cash to people that are, you know, giving them food for a bunch of cash. You have these people who are running the rides that they've been waiting in line for hours. You have the ticket takers who right. have been, you know, give me 50 bucks a pop. You have all these people sure. that are just in your way. Then you have us, dudes that are doing the, you know, the you got nowhere tasks. to go. You got nowhere to go. We're just kicking back, and, you know, if people run across us during the day, you know, they didn't have to wait through line to get to us. They didn't have to fork over cash to get to us. We're just guys hanging out, you know, having, you know, having a good time. Not putting up the show, not trying to make people. Beautiful. Yeah, so I don't know. She came up to you and was like, "No, oh yeah, nah, it's a whole unrelated story." All right. Well, my podcast yes. partner is his girlfriend is one of her best friends. So incestuous. Um, what? No, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, speaking of existential crises, <laughs> let's talk about Mike Alred's Madman. Yes, I brought my copy. This is Tell a, me uh, you got your copy. Hell, I read it, okay, baby. Okay, it's good. in the other room. Um, so, Madman is a character unlike most superheroes. He is, he has a clouded past. You don't really know his his story. He was mm-hmm. like an eight, like a like a like a super spy, sniper, hit assassin, man. hitman for the Tri-Eye Corporation. That's correct. Which is sort of this uh, shadow corporation, and then he's killed, resurrected by two scientists, Doctor Flem and Doctor Buford. Beauford? Boyford? B O I F F A R D. 
And um, he's resurrected in like a Frankenstein way. And has I really like a Frankenstein way. Yeah, literally. Right. And has like, like special abilities um, um, that he's still uncovering. Yes. And this is, I mean, this comic's been around since the early 90s. 91, 90, I think. And then it's just been kind of spotty with its release schedule as yeah. it went through like independent publishing, Dark Horse. Now it's on Image. And uh, I love the character because of Mike Alred's art and the design. Mm-hmm. He's so cool. He wraps it's himself like up in a, He wraps himself up in a great, well-designed costume, and he's cool. His, his weapons. He uses a yo-yo. He uses uh, a disc gun like those you get at the supermarket, guns. and they kill people. Yeah, but he mainly yeah. fights zombies, aliens, beatniks, beatniks that are mutated, mu- mutated by by radioactive goo, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just sort of a fun rocket ship, giant robot type of book. It's like if you were to if you were to have characters set in like fifty and sixties pop American art, like mm-hmm. pop art, and set them in a kind of Fritz Lang Metropolis type of world with spaceships with like the rivets, kinda like the yeah. Flash Gordon serial meets pop yeah, art. Yeah, it definitely runs the, the, the style between a Flash Gordon and Andy Warhol. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? And that whole era of just pop culture mm-hmm. regurgitation is in this book. Yes, but on top of that, it is an, exi- an existential book. He doesn't mm-hmm. know who he is. He doesn't he know doesn't. his place in this, and, and he's always constantly questioning his uh, his friends like, or his station in life. Like he doesn't know his purpose. Is he a hero? Um, was he as an assassin? Was he a villain? Uh, and then his group, the, the supporting group of characters, is his girlfriend Joe. Mm-hmm. He's got red hair, like, a lot like Laura. <laughs> and you're, and and your girl, <laughs> and uh, so we've got that. We've got an, some aliens. Doctor Flem is is. Uh, you have uh, Mott. Mott the who's Hoople. an alien. Mott is, is a Hoople. Yeah, you know Mott the Hoople, the band. Yes, I, I read that recently. She's well, a big. Uh, that's one of my favorite songs. She's Mott a big the Bowie Hoople's. fan. So that, that one song, all the um, all the young dudes, all the young dudes, is one of my favorite seventy yeah. songs. And um, so it's just all that stuff: music, yeah. pop culture. In a book And it's it, funny It's funny And for those of you guys Who are scared off By the last 15, 16 years of history You can pick up this issue And get right in on it Because it ca- it's a catch up issue yeah. um, he's in a, he, he starts out Hopping cars And no, and everyone in them is dead And there's a zombie yeah. I mean it's like Everybody has just died Everyone's off. just dead It's like 28 days later But the bodies are lying everywhere Yeah there's no zombies Yeah they're all dead. They're all just dead. And um, his little robot assistant, Warren, Warren comes out of nowhere and starts telling him that you caused a disease that killed everyone. Yes. And he starts replaying events, and that takes you through the first 15 years of the comic book really well. Yeah. Uh, including the tie-ins with Superman. Remember they had yeah. crossovers with Superman yeah. and, uh, and different comic book characters from Dark Horse? Yeah. And Savage Dragon, uh, Hellboy, Big Guy. So that's all tied into continuity. Yeah. And so you get this first issue. You're going to get a crash course on if you Mad were, Man. If you were to go, if you were to read this book, and then read the Madman Wikipedia page, you'd be totally caught up. Yeah, you'd be totally caught up. Ready to have some fun. <clears throat> if you want more than that, I'm still waiting on my copy of Madman Gargantua. What is that? Madman Gargantua is a collected book of every Madman story, minus. The Superman crossover Right um, And then I think One other crossover I'm not sure But it's 825 page Or 852 page Hardbound book How much is that thing? 
Uh, it was originally 125. I think now it's down to 74 on Amazon. Wow. And they're only making like 2,500. Wow. So I, it's every single. Mad are they Mad. signed? Uh, first 300 are signed. Wow. And I think that's still at the 125 value. Do they have protecting coverings on the pages because you're going to spooze on it? Mm, not sure. Uh, there's not a lot that's known about it except that it was supposed to come out February 7th. And you fork over 100 bucks for it and you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. But uh, it's, I mean. That's how dedicated you are, though. Oh, yeah. If it's an 852 page collected madman, his whole storyline, then. I mean, really, it's like. Gonna be, it's good stuff. I mean, uh, I recently found four issues. Of my Madman comics from Dark Horse, mm-hmm. and I read those again like three times each. Yeah. They're just so much fun. They're so much fun. And I um, reading this book because there hasn't been a Madman book in almost ten years. Yeah, I think two thousand. And uh, so reading this really put me back in that comic book store where I discovered Madman. When I when I turned sixteen, my my dad was like, "All right, get a job." And I'd always, you know, I'd always been going into a comic book store, and they gave me a job, and I discovered all that Madman stuff, and uh, and uh, I just spent weekends reading through all that the Madman stuff, the Dark Horse stuff. I was big into the Star Wars uh, books at that time, Tales mm-hmm. of the Jedi, things like that, and um, and it was around that, that time. Stuff. It was around that time in the mid '90s where Spawn was coming out, mm-hmm. Prophet, Wildcats, all these really intricate like Death Blow, books, like all these books with like this art that's just. Absolutely insane, and then here you have this book where the artwork looks like it came from the '60s. Yeah, he like does have age. a more it's very, uh, very 2D, really looking. strong line art, and it's very minimal. You know, and not to put it down, but it's almost like if it was black and white, it would almost be like a coloring book, or a but comic, cool. or, like or a Sunday comic strip. Yeah, and his wife Laura Allred does all this does coloring. the coloring, and yeah. it's just amazing. It's just really good. Good one-two combo. Um, and I'm excited. I'm, I can't wait. I have a subscription at my comic book store. You have a subscription. So after 12 years of not going to the comic book store, what was this experience like for you walking to a comic book store? Uh, it was. It was uh, like a heathen. Like it was almost. Going it to almost church. felt like I didn't leave. Like really? I felt like it was weird. It, I, I don't know. Like maybe if you were to go back to your old high school and revisit it, um, get my ass beat again. Yeah. Yeah, but that's essentially what it felt like. Do you feel good? Like, are you, are, are, it, I are you comfortable staying? still? Now, now, yes. now, we led you back into comics. I'll say yes for the sake of the show. Thanks, but really, Madman led you back yes. into comics. Yeah. Uh, cool. It's a great. I feel book. good about that. It's a great book. Well, you know, there are many other books out there that I can recommend to you. Well, you were telling me because my all-time favorite character is uh, Green Lantern, and you told me this new book is great, and I've really been thinking about it's it. It's very good, it and uh, you can definitely get. Uh, the first ones that Jeff Johns and uh, who, who's doing the artwork? Owen Schreiber, what's his name? Um, they're doing the artwork and he's doing the artwork and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Jeff Johns is writing it. You can definitely get the first miniseries, The Return of Hal Jordan, in trade paperback. Okay. I highly recommend it. It's well written and again, it, it catches you up to the history of Green Lantern, so you don't have to worry about all of these millions of Green Lanterns that have happened. Can I show you something right now? Oh God, this is getting gay. It is. <laughs> But this is something that I haven't even revealed on my podcast. I always tell my listeners, go to, go to Comic-Con, and I'll show you this. Get it over quick, man. Right, if ready? anything hits me in the eye, I don't, I'm out of here. It's not. No way. No Look at that. way. Look at that. Oh, my God. That's Dude's awesome. got a Green Lantern tattoo. It's real. So sick. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, it's definitely real. But how yeah, does that make you feel? I got it. I actually got this. Well, I made your piece. I had known I had known Stevie for a while, and I see her. She shows like a bat symbol on her tit. <laughs> this is how I roll. <laughs> dick Grayson on her dick. ass. She got Dick Grayson on um, her ass. He's like, you know where to put the dick. I had known her for a while, and we didn't start going out. I, I apologize. I, didn't, I wasn't paying wife. attention. I just I wasn't paying attention, so I'll be pissed when I watch this at home. I'd be like, motherfucker said what? I, won't, I didn't even hear it. Welcome to the Bat Cave. I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. All right, now That's I'm how we book. do this. All right, now I know where we're at. Fucking giant pain. Anyway, I was out. trying to start <laughs> a giant pain. It's Rex. Oh, shit. I'm not saying that your wife's ass is the Bat Cave. I was thinking someplace else. It's worse. <laughs> Gilmore just said, I, and then okay, okay. You were gonna say something that I obviously wasn't paying attention yeah, to. Yeah, listen, this is what I'm gonna say because okay. I known her for a while. I got the tattoo, and I think a month later, when we started going out. Oh, that's cool. So I was trying that's to sell nice. something sweet, and you, I wasn't I paying attention. To you. everything. Oh man, I can't wait to see this episode. I'm gonna punch my computer. You're gonna have to buy me a computer. <laughs> I like how I am, man. I am blamed with his race problems. Maybe if maybe if VJ runs the tape right after, I can just punch out your TV instead. You can just punch me, buddy. All right, I'll do that. I'm okay with that. You can punch me. I don't give a shit. It's nothing God hasn't already done. <laughs> so, um, let's talk video games. Do you play games? I play, yes. I'm going to say yes. I spend my time, I swear to God, that me channel, Yeah. I'm obsessed with. And Nintendo needs, yeah. Nintendo needs to come out with an update for that because yeah. 100 people... Me porn. 100 people's not oh. enough. Well, yeah, I'm porn, I guess. Um, so, uh, but a, been, a, how are we doing on time, Beach? Um, 15 minutes. No, we're good. So, let's We've talk comments for 15 minutes. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, so, Lauren Rufus are coming back from agility training. It's magnificent. Hey, Rufus, how are you? But let me introduce you to Rufus. I Sweetie, I like how I like how Laura comes in and she says, "I'm sorry for coming into her home." Baby, you're fine. Uh, this is Rufus. Rufus is a Boston Terrier, an agile, very agile. Uh, he, he, he probably did the weave poles today. He did do the weave poles. He did the teeter totter. Um, so, video games. Again, um, sorry about that, folks. We have a Wii. Yeah, uh, love it. Uh, I think I spend most of the time playing the sports. Uh huh. Um, I think the first game I got for the Wii was the Sonic Secret Rings game. How is that? Horrible. Wow. I'm going to say horrible. I was so you know looking why? forward to that. You, you know why? And this is why I'm going to say horrible because I was reading reviews where it said, like, for all you 2D Sonic fans out there that miss old school Sonic, this is the game for you. It's not. Remember, oh. remember those old, like, games? Where they would have it's a car racing game and there's the background that keeps going. Yeah. And there's a plastic car Rad that's Racer. stuck. There's a plastic car oh, I do that's stuck that. to the steering wheel uh-huh. and it's just like it's not even that's a real what it game. Feels like. That's what it's like. Oh, that's the, the oh, game. You fly. You fly through this world and you just move Sonic back and forth to try to get rings. That's terrible. It is. I was really excited about it and I played it. I'm like, okay, I can get used to this. But it's and you just move the controller like this. You hold it like a like a, a steering, steering wheel. wheel, like you do with the Excite Truck, and you just go like this. That is god awful. And then when you 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 have to hold the button to make and he slides. Oh, no, or you can hit you let go of the button to jump. 
Oh, wow. So you can't just press the button like a reaction. You have to, like, Laura just crawled hold it under down. the tripod to come into our house. You, you hold it down, and the longer you hold it, when you let the go, higher the higher it jumps. And to attack enemies, if you're locked on, which is an automatic lock-on, you have to shake the controller, and it dive-bombs the people. Dude, I wish I had it just to show you how no, bad it was. No, I don't want to see it. Um, no. Just don't, just don't get it. Now, but, but, you, but you guys have been playing a different game. Uh, Stevie's been playing Paper Mario. Now, what are your impressions of Paper Mario from Stevie's? I've never, I've never personally enjoyed Paper Mario. Um, I like Mario platform games. That's yeah. cool. I'm not big into RPGs. No, Zelda's yeah. awesome. If you yeah. haven't played Zelda, oh, dude, I've been Zelda in three weeks. I love Zelda. But uh, what are your impre- like? How much is RPG in Paper Mario? How much is? Um, it looks like from what I've seen from the GameCube version to this one. It looks like there's a big leap. This one looks more like a, like a platformer. In less more, more puzzling, yeah. More uh, looks like more puzzle solving than turn-based fighting. But I hear that the turn-based fighting is still in there. And it, it's cool. Um, from what I've seen, the whole thing with Paper Mario, it seems like it's almost like an easy way to make a Mario game without having to like come up with graphics, like the 2D art that they do. It looks cool, but it know, seems lazy looks, to me. This one looks pretty impressive. It looks cool because it, it's, you can it looks flat. Yeah, it looks flat. And then the camera will swing around and you'll have this 3D view of the room. Now, are you in control of that? Yes. Okay. I've seen your pre- you press a button and it's almost like, here's Mario and this door, the square door comes out, pops out like a pop-up book spins around and then the whole room tilts and you can do other things while in that mode so you can hit boxes there that you couldn't the other See, way, I think that's I really know. cool well um, it, seems, it seems like an interesting game she really enjoys it cool like, uh, that's the kind of thing I, I mean I've, I, I've kind of I rediscovered my Xbox 360 uh, brought it over to Laura's she's not happy about that because I'm like I'm ready to hit the streets baby because I've been playing Crackdown mm-hmm. I was like baby you mind if I just kill some gang members for a while she's like this is my house <laughs> you need to understand that this is my house, and uh, you kill gang members when I'm not in it, because <laughs> I want to watch TV. Uh, so I understand yeah. that, and I'm learning not to have to kill gang members all yeah. the time. Uh, I love that game, but that is Sonic Secret Rings, right? No good. No good. But Paper Mario, good. Paper Mario. Fantastic. Stevie gives a Stevie's up. giving it a serious. She says thumbs it's up. a little easy. She's giving it. A, she says it's too easy, but she's giving it a very sore thumbs up. Um, let's move right into forums. <laughs> Okay. Uh, because we're going to close up the show, but let's, I, let's talk well, about. Can I say forms. one more thing about how games? Real yes, quick? please. Get Tech Mobile. That's all I got to say. Get Tech Mobile. <laughs> well, it, it's that, still yeah. awesome. It's still awesome okay. when you download it on the Wii. Yes, it's still awesome. I love Tech Mobile. I love Ten Yard Fire. And you don't need the you don't need the big controller, the classic controller. That's you just right. Throw your Wii control on the side. Get Tech Mobile. So, um, so in forums, forums, we have forums over at Geekscape.net. Uh, Gilmore wanted to talk a little bit about the what is it the, the comic book of the month club, club. yeah not a comic book of the club bang of the month club the comic book of the month club you guys talk about this stuff on Skype when is the next meeting just let me know okay no so can I yeah yeah, yeah. come on in sit, sit really close to me and then I want to go into the forum topic and All close right. this out so the comic book of the month club is uh, basically something that was started by. Uh, Someone in our forums over there, geekscape.net. But they appreciate forums. Okay. research. And uh, it's really awesome. So hit up those forums because that's where these things get started. Anyways, we've decided on a poll, which we're going to have every time that this comes along. Uh, we're we're going to have a comic book of the month club. It's basically like Oprah's book club. Sure. Only it's with comic books. You could probably just say book we, club. What, what, yeah. is the, what is the book this time around? The book, the first one is Sleeper Volume 1. 
Okay. And by, uh, by your boy, Ed uh, Bru- by Ed Brubaker, Brubaker and uh, uh, Phillips. Th- they were doing Criminal, yeah. which kicks Same ass. Same exact team that's doing Criminal, Sean Phillips. and it's great. So uh, c- you, I've actually haven't read Sleeper. Hit the mic. Yeah. Um. So, but so anyway, we, well, we're not going to talk about Sleeper now because you guys are going to talk about Sleeper. That's but true. go get Sleeper, the trade paperback. Yep. And, and then, then on uh, check out the forums because you got a time. Right. And then on April twenty eighth, the s- Sunday that's about two weeks it's from a sat- now. Yeah. Um, we are going to be talking about this on with Skype. me and a bunch of other people from the forums on Skype, on a Skype chat at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So you guys record that, please, and yeah. put it up on the website. Yep, and then you for guys those will be able of to hear us it. who can't be yeah. there. Anyone who wants to come in can. You can just download Skype for free on Skype.com. Make sure to get that. Um, and there will also be a thread on this comic in uh, the Geekscape forums at uh, geekscape.net slash forums. Thanks, brother. So, let's get down to the Sounds real nitty-gritty of the forums. Subject of the week is... <laughs> I read this. Best place you've had sex. <laughs> um, Mule D had a really good response. Best place you've had sex, your mom. The back cave. In, in, in your mom. Uh, yeah, in the back cave is what you say. Um, Big Yanks said, a fire escape. I think she was running away from him, and he, and he, man- <laughs> he managed to catch her, but not before she'd gotten out that far. Uh, Helen Bott in England, who's one of my favorite new uh, I, I just know she just started getting really active, mm-hmm. and she's from England. She said, "Church, anyway, you might get caught," <laughs> which is kind of weird. Uh, but but I have to say, my, my favorite uh, answer is Thundercat. That's you, buddy. He posted this like a month ago. He said, "Dude, a few years ago, I was driving home along the highway from South Dakota to Kansas, and I was really horny." And I had a boner for like two hours. The road was kind of rough, and my Saturn had bad suspension. It was making my junk vibrate against my jeans and stuff. So the land is completely flat in the area, and you can see a mile or two ahead and behind of you. Nobody was around, so I donated a sample of the little yellow into the yellow, little yellow Best Buy bag sperm bank. Unfortunately, that's kind of hard to do while driving in such a small car, so I got about half of it refunded on my jeans. Oh. <laughs> now, now, now that's pretty gross in itself. The fact that that's the best sex he's ever had, yeah. the best place as well. Best place. Now, the the the, the, the oh sad thing God. is, um, Laura and I first hooked up on this couch. Okay. On hey. that side, right? Hey. We didn't have sex though. We didn't have sex on the couch. Because it was. Because it was. Because it was. Because it was really. No, recently we tried having sex on the couch, and it was impossible. <laughs> I couldn't get my shit anywhere. I'm glad. I'm there glad. was no rhythm. I was, like, we could barely even kiss on the damn couch. It sucked. Yeah. I, was, I was like, I'm hey, really remember this? That. This is where we first hooked up, and I was trying to start the magic, and it ended up the tragic. Because I'm like, like, she's like falling on the floor. She's like, oh, wait, hold on, get there. And I'm like, oh, dude, her head hits the table. It was easily the worst place I've ever had sex. But it was an attempt with her, which is kind of cool. We tried. We tried. But we didn't succeed. I was like, okay, back to the bed like normal. And then I, I couldn't finish. <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad this story turned out that way because this couch. I'm glad it's boner kryptonite for you. <laughs> By the time I got to bed, I was like, yeah, magic's gone. But then again, when I'm involved in the situation, magic was never there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Back to comics. I think we're, I think we're, I think we're safer there. Yeah, Guy, guys like me, we're safer in comics. That, this is why we stick to comics because we <laughs> suck at this other thing that everybody's always talking about. Uh, so that's episode eighteen for you guys. We'll see you guys next week with a review of Hot Fuzz. 
So I can't wait. Yeah, hell yeah. To, to hear your review. I get the hell out of here. There's uh, weekly content all week at geekscape.net. The new magazine. Have you mentioned that? The new magazine? Yeah, dude. That's what I'm talking about. There's reviews. There's articles that Jay Low down every week. Gilmore's Creepy Corner. We've got music. We've got all sorts of stuff being reviewed and interviewed. Uh, And, of course, the news section where we get our news stories. So check it out, geekscape.net. Check out the forums. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks a lot, man. Where can we check you guys out? Uh, Probably the easiest way to get a hold of us right now is jail. MySpace.com slash Darmalars. D-H-A-R-M-A-L-A-R-S. All right. <laughs> That'll do it. And that's cool. it. Thanks See a lot, you guys. Man. Thanks, it's a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, dude, that's a lot of fun. What are you looking at, bitch? <laughs> <laughs>